Lollygaggers. We are Lollygagging Sports. I Bo read along with Samantha Button and Matthew Irby. You know, I love the time castle because it, it it's it's Samantha, it's giving songs for the opening audio that I never would have thought to play myself. And here we are. Now now we get a little Spice Girls action. Yeah, I mean I, I love and respect the Spice Girls, but it's not something in my rotation. Right, so, exactly. You know, it's a, but it needed to come out of the vault today. It needed to come out. I actually had another song that I liked even better, but there are some logistical issues with it, which, you know, we can discuss that later during the time capsule, but that is a hint for you. So it's actually a very obvious hint, more obvious than I would have preferred, but <laughs> needs must. Plus, who doesn't want to hear some Spice Girls? We've talked on this podcast many times about how, as elder millennials, we would prefer to be called the Spice Girls generation or the Nintendo generation. So, Got that going for us as well. <laughs> Nintendo generation would be my personal preference, but you know, I could I could go with either. Anything's better than elder millennial. Yeah, what is that about? Elder millennial. What does that even mean? I don't know. We weren't even millennials originally. We were some <laughs> were we generation Y or something like that? And then they lumped them together and I don't even know what's going on. Yeah, I, I think we started out as Y and and then we were the Zennials. And then we were the the, the Nintendo generation. Um, I actually hadn't heard Spice Girl generation. That's interesting. I have not heard that one yet. Yeah, that one comes up a lot. And I was just like, okay, well, I mean, I'm not like a huge Spice Girls fan, but I like that a lot better than Elder Millennial. Well, like, sure. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Like, Elder Millennial. God, let me go find my cane. I, I saw a meme at some point where somebody was like, being called an elder millennial makes me want to gather around the children and teach them about modest mouths. I was dying. I was like, oh my God, that's really funny. But, but, and also, uh, I was like, oh yeah, modest mouths. <laughs> Another band I forgot about. Maybe that'll come up with the time capsule at some point. You know, by, by the way, I've already decided if I, if I ever reach that point in life where I had to have a cane, I'm going full Gandalf. Right, I'm getting like the big. That's a staff. Yeah, I, you're gonna get. You gotta get a staff. I'm gonna get a staff instead of a cane. Yeah, mm, I like it. Yeah, yeah. Irby, how about you? What are you gonna do when you have to get a cane? <laughs> wow, that was. I, yeah, Spice goes to cane, man. Good shift. That was. Uh, yes, I will get a staff too. And, um, that's. <laughs> I I do have a walking stick though. Whenever I go camping and hiking, so. Is it an actual like stick? Like, like, do you just like find something in the woods? I yes, I, I a friend of a friend of mine, Donnie, does a much better job of, of the stick. He's the 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 geologist that we bring, so sometimes they have to go all based upon his recommendations. Um, I did one year, my first year, uh, I did hike a mountain with a Louisville Slugger, a wooden Louisville Slugger, and I used that as my walking stick. Guys thought I was crazy. I was like, yeah, well, if something charges at us. I trust myself with one good swing. Mo, did we not invent an entire product based on that concept? You know, you know what? You know what's interesting about that is like I keep seeing these dugout mugs, right? These, 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 these yes, and I'm sitting like I was like, come on, our Louisville, like our Louisville dagger was such a much better idea, right? Like it was more useful. Yeah, you can drink out of anything. You don't need a mug that's inside of a bat. But if you had to wield a sword. In like a home invasion or slash apocalypse scenario, 
would you be more comfortable swinging a bat handle or a sword handle? Like being as we live, you know, in the year 2024, I'm going to say that most people would be more comfortable swinging a bat. So yeah, sells itself. I know I would. Me too. You know, and, and I don't need the gloves. You know, I could go. I could go bare hand on the bat. Like you know, I may have to choke up a little bit because I have the bat is. Get a good. Well, and have you ever tried to hold a sword? Like we did when I was in high school, they brought in people with swords to go sword fighting lessons during um, the Shakespeare unit, which is possibly the most interesting thing that has ever happened to anyone while learning Shakespeare. Um, it was a cool idea in theory, but you know what? Those things are heavy. They're heavy. Yeah. Very. And they just don't have the same. I mean, I know a good sword would be balanced, just like a rifle or a baseball bat or whatever. But like, I'm telling you, man, like, it's not a natural motion. Like, no, <laughs> it's just not. <laughs> it's not. No, and especially like you, you have to be really cool and use one hand. I mean, I don't know how they do that. Oh my gosh, what's that about? So I, I, that is not realistic. I, they're so heavy. Like I. <laughs> <laughs> I also assume that like the prop swords they were giving to the high school kids, well, I think they are more like an okay, um, like you would use for fencing, but still like a broadsword would weigh way more, right? So like you would have to be like a huge dude with like also incredible like endurance. Like I uh-huh. guess an NBA player might be able to do it. And <laughs> the rest of us, like, I don't know, man. Like, I could lift it. Technically speaking, but like, would I have any dexterity with something that heavy? No, it would be like bringing a lamp down on someone's head, <laughs> which I guess is effective in some situations. But you know, anyway, buy the Louisville dagger. Buy the- it's not actually on. It's not on the market yet, but you know, <laughs> someday <laughs> when we find someone who wants to manufacture it for us. All we need, all we need is a prototype <laughs> that we could take around and get investors. That's really all we need. Yeah, right? we see the prototype. I, you know, I have a garage now. You know, I, I could do something. Maybe. There you go. Maybe. Yeah. 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 Just, you know, just. Apple did start out of a garage. Pretty much everything in Southern California started out in a garage. This is true. Like, like what's going on in the garages in Southern California that spawns all these trillion dollar industries? I mean, come on. That's what she needs. I think one guy started a thing in a garage and then that became the thing. So now everybody, you know, started in a garage. Yeah. Like garage bands. How many garage bands do you think actually started in a garage? That's valid. That's that's a good point. Probably not many. (laughs) I think Molly Coo started in an apartment. I think. I'm going to guess most of them started in someone's basement (laughs) or someone's apartment. I'm just guessing. Yeah, because starting in like a lean-to doesn't really just have the same ring to it as a garage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, it's it is what it is. All right, let's let's get into the show. We've got a lot of fun. We're going to have, have some fun with the Super Bowl. You know, you can go somewhere else for your predictions and whatnot. We're going to have fun because it's the Super Bowl, and if you don't have a team in it, sorry, Irby. Uh, if you don't have a team in it, then you should have some fun with the Super Bowl. Uh, but before we do that, we got some baseball news we want to get to here. Samantha, let's start with Bobby Witt Jr. signing uh, quite the contract here. 11 years, $288.8 million. A little surprised that the Royals ponied up that kind of cash <laughs> over the course of an 11-year commitment to Bobby Witt Jr. You know, I don't have a problem with the contract, the money, and all that. 
the timing of it, I, I is, is is something that that's got me not necessarily concerned, but questioning things because you kind of want to see. I mean, he had a great year last year. I kind of, I'm, I'll, you know me. I, I I always say this all the time. I want to see it again. I would have liked to have seen it again this year before launching into such a long and lucrative contract with a small market team like the Royals. Oh, I agree. But like, wait, let me start with the even more concerning part and then I'll come back to that. Um, is this all of their money? Yeah. Like all of it. Maybe. Did they just give all of the money that they have to a dude? Like they're like, uh, what is their payroll at 161 million or something crazy like that? And they're, they're not good. Like extending Bobby Wood is not going to make them a better baseball team now. I mean, it's something to build around in the future. And I wholly agree with that. But like, that is a lot of payroll. For a team that's not going to be very good. Yes. <laughs> and so, like, I don't understand, like, is this just one of those, like, here's all the money we have, so we're going to give it all this one guy, and, like, you're going to build the rest of the team from, what, spare parts? Like, I don't know, guys. I'm not sure about this. This, this seems concerning to me. And then the other great concern is, I, you know, I had the same thought as you did. It's like, yeah, I think he's going to be a great ball player. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's had two pretty good years. But they're not, like, blow you out of the water. Oh, my goodness, this kid is going to be a star given the lifetime contract years, right? They are respectably good. And he'll probably get better. But it is a lot of money and a lot of time for a guy with technically, what is it, a little bit less than two years of service time, um, who's been good but not great. Like, that, that's a lot. And then there's those weird opt-outs in there, too. Like, that is weird, those opt-outs in the middle. The whole thing is, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, like, I want to say good for them and good for Kansas City and good for him, certainly. But I, I don't know about this, you guys. I, mean, I don't know. It's sort of bad trend. <laughs> well, they're, they're just continuing a bad trend, I think. But still, I mean, it's, it's, it's really, is he going to be this good? We really don't know yet. We've seen one good year out of him. And before that, there was talk about it being a bust. So yeah. it's, it's, it seems like a pretty large overreaction to a really good year. Now, I, is he going to continue to be as good as he was last year? I think he's going to be closer to last year than he was the year before. That's for sure. Is he eventually worth this type of money? Probably. But I, I, if I'm the Royals and I'm, I'm pulling up this kind of money, and we, we've talked about this, Samantha, many times on this show, the Royals are the only team in baseball that can actually say, hey, we're a small market team. They're the only ones that can legitimately say that. And here they are dumping this kind of cash. I, yeah, it seems crazy to me. I mean, you've seen how low the TV revenue is there, right? Like, it's yeah. alarming. Um yeah, I, I mean, I know they got a, a little bit of money when, when they were sold recently, but, like, you know, this is not a rich team, and they don't have the kind of revenue stream, and they don't have a way to generate that kind of revenue stream. Either. I mean, this is a team with a relatively recent World Series win, uh-huh. and it's not like all of a sudden they were the Yankees. You know what I mean? Like, this is a team that is on the receiving end, the bottom of the receiving end of revenue-sharing money, every year because they, they can't afford it because they can't make enough money. Uh-huh. So unless Steve Cohen part two decides to go buy the Royals and why, why on earth would somebody like that buy the Royals guys? I'm sorry. But it, that, no. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. It just seems nuts to me. And, and then last thing, uh, how do you know he's not going to get hurt? <laughs> like, I mean, I know that's a risk with every player, but like I, I'm thinking of like Grady Sizemore. Right, I, I'm just thinking of a guy who looked really good, who actually looked better than Bobby Witt has so far in his first couple of years. 
and he was wonderful until he got hurt, and then he just never played again. Could you imagine hey, something like that? I'll tell you, I'll tell you one better. Uh, forget injury. What if there's another Roofnet O'Door here? Irby, can you imagine if the Rangers given Roofnet O'Door in a year to eighty-eight million? He was never that good. No, no, he does not go in the. No, he was never that good. He never looked like that kind of player. But he didn't fall off. You cannot put him into a category with Grady Sizemore and Bobby Witching. I will not accept that. No, (laughs) that is not a good comp. What I'm saying is he had a he had a couple of good years. Parlayed that into a contract extension that the Rangers were lucky wasn't more than what it was. Yeah, but that was so much smaller. There are so many contracts like that that don't work out. <laughs> Irby, how about you? What are your thoughts here? I, <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess, first of all, uh, Kansas City, the Royals are taking the Chiefs approach, and they think they've got Mahomes here. And so you pay all this for one person because, yeah, I up and down the roster, no, there's nothing here. There's nothing to move forward. I, 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 I don't know if you guys are paying attention. Is we got all our prospect stuff coming out. You guys know how many top 100 prospects the Royals have? Big uh, old goose egg. Zero. Yeah. Zero. They've got a catcher coming up, Blake Mitchell, who I, I, I love the term. Of, he's the guy to take over Salvador Perez. Well, yeah, anybody is at this point. Poor Perez is you know nearing the end. But I no, this is not... I don't see this playing out well. You know, the injury stuff, you guys talked about that and everything, but Kansas City made the point of that this is, all right, we have our guy to build around. Okay, cool. You can't just think, like, this is Michael Scott yelling bankruptcy. You can't just say we have our guy to build around and think that you suddenly will build around him. You've used your money to lock him up. When? How are you going to build around him? Because where this organization is, where this team is, you're not competitive until that money jacks up big time. You're not competitive when it's low money. Like, that's the one that we, we make fun of the, the, the Rays a lot of times, and they do similar contracts, but they do those contracts when they're competitive, and it's low money on that. And it's not the only one. We've seen multiples of those. Kansas City here is you're not going to be paying him huge amount of monies when you suck. But if you can build around it somehow, getting bits and pieces here and there, a prospect here or there actually comes through, stuff like that, whatever it is that finally gets it done, okay, well, that's when the opt-outs come or that's when the the big – I mean, what do we hit? Eight figures at that point. Big eight figures. It's crooked number eight figures. So, no, I I don't – I get what you're doing, but this almost feels like the the you know the World Series we give the big contract to Salvador Salvador Perez he was the face of it now here's Bobby Witt Jr. he's the face of the Royals going forward and that's it has nothing to do with baseball but we have a face for the organization mm. ah you know Samantha we, we've seen this before and it never works out you have you have such a high percentage of payroll tied to one player you don't spend to fill out the roster around the one player, you end up trading the one player and eating most of the contract. Is that where we're heading here? Are you referring to A-Rod in Texas? Possibly. Because <laughs> that's what I thought of when you said that. <laughs> um, I Yeah, I mean, I think we've learned this, but like, it's you can give out huge contracts if you have a huge payroll in general, but yeah, I just, I, I don't think, 
it, it has to be relative to the amount you spend, right? You can give out a proportionally higher contract mm -hmm. guardians with Jose Ramirez than what you're paying everyone else. But that also assumes you can draft and develop. And Kansas City has one of the worst farm systems out there right now. Right. So they have a lot of problems developing pitching, and they just gave all of their money to a position player. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe maybe if you're if you're if, if you're gonna drop a lot of cash, put it on the on the one part where you can't develop. I don't know that that's maybe yeah. Crazy. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm crazy. <laughs> oh. Uh. oh boy, Irving, anything else on on Bobby Witt here before we move on? I just that it's nothing personal. I, I enjoy watching him play, and he's a fun guy to watch, and I think he will continue to produce, but. I, I does this work in developing a winning team? Not seeing it right now. All right, let's move on, uh, Samantha. We got to talk about the A's again because the mayor of Las Vegas has come out and uh, very much in your face suggested that the A's should go back to Oakland and figure it out, but would welcome them. The you know the, the Vegas will obviously welcome the A's. If they do intend to come, but I, I don't know. She is, 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 is this the mayor of Vegas starting to get a little, little cold feet on this one. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's hard to feel bad for the local government there because they did encourage this. Right. And I think anytime yeah. you are party to stealing somebody else's teams, like you lobby as hard as you want to get an expansion team. I think that's great. I think everybody here disagrees with the idea of putting baseball in Vegas because we don't think the market is correct for it. But like, I understand you want a team, right? So by all means, like lobby Major League Baseball next time they do expansion. But anytime you welcome a stolen team, you deserve whatever you get. And you know what? It's like, yeah, and who moves teams like this? Probably some owner who's a nightmare. And Las Vegas has found, oh my goodness, like this guy is a mess. And the finances are maybe not quite what we thought they would be. Right? Like, mm -hmm. this guy wants to come there. He wants you to pay for it. Your constituency is super angry with you because you have so many underfunded programs that are going to be more important <laughs> to a lot of people than paying for a stadium. So, yeah, and it, it seems to me that, like, she figured out which way the wind was blowing and went, yeah, maybe we don't want to do this. <laughs> like... <laughs> Like, you, you know, it's bad when the people who tried to steal you is like ransom a red chief, right? Like, it's like, oh, no, this is terrible. I, I'll give it back. I don't want it. I don't want it. You go back. You and your feral cats are not welcome here. <laughs> you know, I wanted to ask you this uh, because, unfortunately, you have very, you know, direct knowledge of, of this type of situation. This is now the second team, if you think about it, that Vegas has stolen. You know, they get the Raiders from out of Oakland. Now they've stolen the A's from Oakland. Does that make it worse that it's the same city yeah. that's, that's, that's taken both these teams? In a way, it does. I mean, I know Raiders fans feel really differently about this than a lot of people who've had their teams stolen because, like, what, what I'm told by Raiders fans is we don't have a city because they've moved so many times. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so I know it's it's a little bit different on that end. I, I think from the you know city departing from it, I think the perspective is a little bit different. They're not necessarily a fan base that sort of has that same attachment in that way. But I do agree with you. I hadn't thought about this until you brought it up, but just now. But I, I agree with that. Yeah, like, I mean, you could 
Vegas is kind of a darling market right now because of all the sports gambling stuff that's showing up. So you would be really smart to wait for expansion because you would absolutely be awarded a franchise. And instead, it's like you can't wait your turn. And now you steal not one but two teams. You're right. That's a really bad look. It's bad. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 it is. And you know, Vegas is Vegas. And people are going to go to Vegas no matter what. They don't, they don't have to worry about a PR problem. But still, you stolen two. Not only have you stolen two teams, you stolen two teams from the same city. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> Golden State next. Golden State. Oh no! I think I, I would hope Golden. I know State. they. I know they technically they do not technically play in Oakland anymore, but still, uh, originally, originally. <laughs> God, I, I would think the Warriors are safe, but I mean, who knows? I, but well, did we think the A's were moving? <laughs> I can tell, like, quite recently, we were still getting those goofy stadium renderings that look like spaceships. Oh, God, those stadiums. That's, that's, that's one good thing. When they finally do build this thing in Vegas, no more of those stadium renderings coming out of Oakland. Like, God. They were, oh, some, some of them were making the trop look downright appealing. Irby, <laughs> <laughs> how about you? What are your thoughts? You're on Vegas as mayor. Saying something, then walking it back, but really seemingly will be a little bit uncomfortable here with with the A's coming to her town. I yeah, this is you think of the history that that Las Vegas has and, and where it has no problem putting itself, putting its hands in the mud, the muck, whatever you want to call it. Um, for them to back out now, like you know it's bad. You know it stinks. And I, like, I was one of the ones I've been along this, just I've seen too much writing on the wall of, yep, this is happening. They're out of Oakland. They're going to Vegas. This is the first time in a while. I, I don't know. I, I you read the tea leaves or whatever you want to say, like the way this feels, this feels like, no, I, I, it's almost a better chance of returning to Oakland or ended up in something like Salt Lake city permanently. Like this is, I don't see the Vegas move happening. Like they don't want, I mean, this is strange. This is weird. I'm here for it, <laughs> um, but yeah, to to, to for, for the Vegas mayor to be backing out like that, like this is sitcom funny at times, and uh-huh. um, this is not the last turn. I think that's the only thing that we can be certain of at this point. This is not the last turn of events. <laughs> no, no, no. That that's that, actually that might be like the scary, but also kind of the fun part here with this. Samantha is like we're going to have years. Of, of back and forth like this. Like, it's it's going to be a thing for a while. Well, and where are they going to play in the meantime? Like, that's the other thing. Is the longer this drags out, even if ultimately they do end up in Vegas, the longer this goes on, before they actually cut a deal, the longer they're not going to have anywhere to play. So, like, what, what are we doing with this baseball team? I mean, I guess that the only real lesson here is that the feral cats always win. Yes, the, the the feral cats always win. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe there's some lost ballpark they can play in. I'll take a look at I'll, I'll take a look at the book. <laughs> I'll see what options are available. <laughs> maybe there's something out there that the A's can can you know revitalize for a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, let's move on to that. Let's have some fun with the Super Bowl, shall we? Before we get into the time capsule, uh, obviously, you know, every year it's all about the ads, and and I do gotta say that there's this trend lately where the ads are leaking out before the Super Bowl, which kind of bugs me. I don't. I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I don't want to see the Super Bowl, Super Bowl ads on social media the week before the Super Bowl. 
I'd like to be. Yeah, I I'd like to be surprised. Is, yeah, I think this is weird. Like, I don't. Why would you want to watch them early? Like, especially, especially all these people who are like, I only watch for the commercials. Why on earth would you? Then what? What would be the point of the Super Bowl then for you? Like, I don't understand this at all. Also, like. I don't like the commercials that much. Like, there have been a handful that I really enjoyed, and for the most part, I kind of don't care very much. I'm just not into this the way that a lot of people are. So I cannot imagine being like, oh, I know what I want to do. Get a sneak preview of a commercial. Like, <laughs> oh, let us let me help a giant brand by watching their ad twice. <laughs> right. Hey, don't forget to retweet. Don't forget, I, don't forget yeah, that. Got to retweet oh it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Gotta, yes, yes. Retweet and comment on like, it. How how can I help you advertise the thing that I will later pay you for? <laughs> yes. How can I help you out with that? <laughs> like, Irby, I don't mind, like, stories like, oh, Budweiser's back with the Clydesdales. That's going to be cool. I don't want to see it until the Super Bowl, but that's going to be cool. It's okay to know that's coming, but I don't need to see the ads beforehand. I, yes, I understand what you're saying. Sorry, this was the most predictable though route ever i mean we did this with black friday before christmas shopping mm, fair. and now we, there's there really is no black friday it starts a week before same thing's happening here it's, yeah it's 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 get the getting talking about the product get talking about the product and um and i say that also being one of those terrible people that uh I, at our weekly team uh, entire department of emergency management our entire team i was responsible for the joke at the at this Friday's meeting, and it will be the Paramount Plus commercial with Patrick Stewart. So I'm using that one. So <laughs> I'm one of those terrible people. <laughs> How dare you, Lord? I know, I know. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, let's all right. Let's have some. Let, let's take a look back. You know, obviously, we'll do the time capsule here in a little bit. But let's let's look back some more here, Samantha. Favorite Super Bowl ad? Do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite? series of ads yeah and i'm pretty sure they're all budweiser ads um yeah, I, i'm too. probably forgetting a ton of them that really were funny but like i said the commercials just really aren't my thing so i just like i don't care i've tried i can't make myself care about this um but yeah i mean i like the Clyde sales i loved the bud bowl i wish they would bring that back yes love the bud bowl and i also really loved spuds mckenzie the original party animal like we were really little when those were on but just mm -hmm. the dog in the hawaiian shirt like wearing yeah. The, like cone party hat and like drinking bud was amazing. Like I wish we could just get back to that. Like I'm, I'm all for like stupid animal things, I guess is what I'm saying. Or apparently animated uh -huh. two dimensional beer bottles playing football against each other. I don't know. The, the, the best of the bud bowl was, was when they introduced the tall boy. And the, the tall boy. See, I have no recollection. You don't remember the tall boy? I don't, pay, I don't pay that close of attention to this stuff. Like, I just can't make myself care. Um. It was, it was, it was, it was the first. It was the first running back in, in the NFL that was big enough to take on the entire defense by himself. It's fantastic. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I like that. That's nice. Irby, how about you? Uh, you know, as a kid, yeah, Bud Bowl. Obviously, that was always a fun one. Uh, I was a big fan of the frogs. Um, the, the Budweiser the, frogs, the Budweiser yeah. frogs, yes, yes. Oh, I that, forgot about that. So did I. I forgot about the frogs. <laughs> that was that was a good one. Those were that good. I think. Um, but more recently, some fun ones. Um, when I think it was, I can't even believe four or five years ago, when 
Alexa, was it the the Amazon one where Alexa lost her voice? Uh, that one was a good one. There was a Tide commercial with David Harbour in the height of Stranger Things where you thought it was an Old Spice commercial and he just dives in the middle of it um, and breaks it up because it's a Tide commercial. And then uh, Betty White's Snickers with mm. Betty White getting tackled. That one was a while back. <laughs> yeah. Anything with Betty White is... Gold, absolutely gold. Um, now I'm I'm gonna go uh, with Budweiser as well, uh, Samantha. This is also animals. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember the uh, the one where the horse kicks the extra point. Yes, yes, that was <laughs> yeah. good. One. That was that Love was that. my favorite because you get the line at the end like they normally go for two. And it's, it, it, then, you, then you start to imagine <laughs> then you, then you start yes. to imagine the Clydesdales going for two and how amazing that would look. So great. <laughs> So great. So yeah. we just shouldn't allow anyone to advertise during the Super Bowl except Budweiser. There you go. I mean, they have won. Like the Lifetime Achievement Award definitely goes to Budweiser. Oh yeah, no like, question. And that's part of the problem too. Is most of the ads for stuff on Super Bowls it's stuff I want. Like I, I understand there's things that like appeal like to the masses, but they're not things I want. Like you know, Budweiser would be fine, but most of the stuff that they advertise, it's like not food I would eat, not products I would buy, and I'm like a super consumer. But you know, the stuff on Super Bowl ads is not stuff I want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and at some point we're going to get that one artsy commercial where they're, they're trying mm-hmm. to, they're trying to win advertising's version of the Oscars, um, and you're not going to know what the, what it's what they're promoting because they don't care. They just they just want to show you their beautiful two minute film. Uh, and not mention what they're selling. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, we're trying to win a, a Clio. Is there it is. It's a Clio. Clio. Thank you. You yes. want to win a Clio? Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. We're trying to win the. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Yeah. All right. I'll I'll be probably doing a restroom break and refilling my beer during this time. Uh, no question. I know. I, I definitely <laughs> will be. Uh, and you can spot them too. Like like you, the first fifteen seconds, you know that's what it was. All right, time for a beer. <laughs> Oh, yeah, because they're way too long. Yep. It's going to be like a landscape or like just some shapes or whatever. And there won't be any talking, like, but there will be dramatic music. Like, you'll know. You'll know. You'll have time. Yep. And then you'll come back two minutes later and it'll still be on. That's the one you like. you still won't know what they're selling. Right. And that's the one you like. You, you just spent like $8 million for the airtime of that. <laughs> yes. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Right, but we're trying to create buzz, right? It's like if no one knows what to even look up, how are they gonna? Oh gosh, yikes! Oh man, but somebody's <laughs> gonna do it. Someone will do it. Oh. Mm-hmm. All right, you know what? <clears throat> how about how about this? Now, we're gonna talk about prop bets now, Samantha. This could be a prop bet. Something with the ads. Mm, yeah, you could make a prop bet about the ads, but regardless of that, like, what, what type of prop bets do you go for in the big game? I don't honestly. Um, I'm not like particularly enamored of like betting on sports. I just takes all the fun out of it to me. Um, I just I like the really stupid props, like like the Gatorade prop. You know, um, the color of the Gatorade. Mm-hmm. You know, those right. are fun. And then I like the like made up props. Like I think in the past we've done some segments where we talked about like ridiculous made up props. Like we've talked about the Belichick hoodie before when the Patriots were in the Super Bowl. You know, like which which hoodie are we gonna get? You know, the short sleeve with the or with the sleeves cut off or whatever. Like I I enjoy some of those, but like I just can't with these like first non wide receiver to score a touchdown. I just don't care. 
Like you, you're just throwing your money away. Like I, oh no, I can't do it. I'm sorry. I know people love this. I just like put it with the commercials, man. I just this is not my preferred form of entertainment. Like I, I'm happy to take a, a gander at the Gatorade thing because guess what, guys? You got just as good odds <laughs> of getting that one right as you do the rest of these. It's hilarious to me when people think they can outsmart these. Like okay, yes, right. <laughs> You've done research. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. How about a prop parlay where you you guess like the the in order the the positions that score? So like you go like running back, <laughs> tight end, wide receiver. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> or my favorite of the this person over this many yards, this person under, and then this person over on points. And you're like, and everybody who does this is so sure they're right because they're like, I've done three years of research and this guy always got this number of yards in this situation. And you're like, do you hear yourself right now? You sound like Pagoda. You're like a walking, talking Pagoda. We know how all that turned out. That's my favorite though because it's a lot of fun you go, okay, give me my money. You know, your, your research worked out so well for you. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. The house, always wins, right? <laughs> the house always wins. <laughs> oh, boy. Herbie, how about you? Any prop bets that interest you? I, you know, I'm always one for the national anthem. Uh, how long they're going to, how long, and it's what Reba McIntyre, I believe at 89 and a half seconds is the over-under on that, but other than that, no, I, the one I would like to see, you know, now that we've got these super still, super slow-mo cameras and everything, let's do an over-under on the number of times the coin flips in the coin. Ooh. Ooh, I like that. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Count the, count the, count the rotations. That's exactly. Yeah. Start looking at these referees throughout the year. Yeah, this guy's a, he really gets a. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Be kind of, be, other than that, no, I'm not a prop bet guy. <laughs> be, be kind of funny, though, if the referee was just bad at flipping a coin, but because of that, everyone's going to be having conspiracy theories about him having having inside money on a prop bet for the f- number of rotations on the coin. Oh, yes. That's what it would be <laughs> worth it. Suddenly, you know, like, everybody's got the over, and then suddenly you see him, and it flips like three times. Oh, if only if only we could get more conspiracy theories about this Super Bowl. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, I can't. Oh, my gosh. People are so crazy. They're so crazy. <laughs> All right. Okay. One more before we get into the time capsule. Um, this, I'm really excited uh, this year because we get the Nickelodeon simulcast for the Super Bowl. It's not just the wild card game anymore, kids. Now we get it on the Super Bowl. Uh, and of course, you know, everybody listens to the show knows that I'm such a big fan of these. I know you guys are a big fan of these. What would you add now that now that they've reached the Super Bowl and they're bringing in Bikini Bottom and SpongeBob SquarePants and all, all that fun stuff for the Nickelodeon simulcast? What would you add? Because I'm going to tell you what I would add. One of my favorite shows when I was a kid was Double Dare. On Nickelodeon, you know, you're, you're you're doing all kinds of nasty things. You're you're reaching into slime. You're you're diving your your hands up noses, trying to be, trying to find the flag. You're you're crawling through all kinds of goo and whatnot just to just to try to win Double Dare. I don't know. I I, I would like to have some of that element added here. It's not just slime, but like maybe the big nose in the corner of the end zone or something. Um, and make it look like whoever caught the touchdown is trying to get the flag out of the nose. I mean, that's that's the kind of stuff that would make me laugh. 
I love this. Like, I don't know. I mean, is this like just like a nod to like again millennials or even maybe Gen X? I bet they must have watched that show too because we would have been on the thing on the younger end of that audience. Um, but th- there would be a pretty broad, I think, group of people who would be interested in that. People who have kids, by the way, so they might have that broadcast on old enough to have kids. But yeah, I double dare. That's the one. That's the iconic like Nickelodeon show for me, and I think for most people our age. And I just love the idea of, so my favorite part of Double Dare was, I mean, everyone's favorite part is like the obstacle course at the end. Yes. Right? Because everybody dreams of like, you know, you sit there thinking about what you would do, Uh how many you could get or whatever. But like, Uh I just want to see, and this is like very weird for me because I'm like very girly in the sense that I hate getting dirty. Um, But I loved those ones where you had to like dig through the whipped cream to find the flag, which is totally out of character for me because like mostly like unless I'm like on a baseball field and like if I get dirt on me, I'm like apoplectic. I'm like very upset. Um, I hate dirt and I especially hate food dirt. But I wanted to dive into that pile of whipped cream so badly. So mm-hmm. if we could have a pile of whipped cream in the end zone, yeah. <laughs> or even better, if we could have a pile of whipped cream that the ref would have to dig his flag back out of after it's he beautiful. throws it, it would be amazing. <laughs> uh, there's no way to do it like live. You would have to do it on a replay. But like, like what do I? What are those wide receivers? Uh, slips on the turf or something goes down hard. You have them slipping on whipped cream. Stuff That'd like that. That'd be so cool. It'd be so great. It'd be so great. Irby, how about you? What would, what would you add to the Nickelodeon simulcast? Um, so, yes, like what we've got this year, um, the, the, the on-air talent and everything. So next time around with this, um, I'm all for bringing out the cast of uh, Rugrats. Ooh. Uh, I, I would like to get the Rugrat crowd out there on the field as well, in the booth, on the field. Not sure exactly how we're going to do that, but that's. I'm just coming up with the idea. Someone else has got to figure out how to get it done. But yes, I would like the, <laughs> the cast of Rugrats to basically have one of their episodes during the uh, during the Super Bowl. That could be fun. What do you think, Samantha? Rugrats. The Rugrats could be the booth. They could be the announcing team. I don't think I've ever seen Rugrats, Aww. but I'll just go with it. <laughs> I trust you. I trust you. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right well regardless i mean i'm gonna be flipping over and watching a little bit of that nickelodeon simulcast not the whole game but probably a little bit of it just just because it's fun and it's it's not just Me for too. kids it's not just for kids it's mostly for kids but it's not just for kids this isn't the nickelodeon generation we are yeah i agree i'm gonna watch some of it <laughs> My, my kids don't care. Like they're not going to watch the Super Bowl. They don't care. They're not interested. They only get. They just care about baseball. Like they will probably be getting messing around with their baseball cards you know, during the Super Bowl. But I would like to see the Nickelodeon podcast. D- yeah, Double Dare is probably the one show we don't have to worry about being rebooted because there's no way kids today would do any of that stuff. Yeah, I can't see that being appealing. It's like the current. I. Actually, my, no, my kids would do that. Like, my kids love to roll into it, so I don't know. They might. Well, no, that's not true. I have, two, I have two that would do it, and one who would be like, you've got to be kidding me. Get away from me. Uh, yeah, i got volunteers <laughs> over here, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they might have to lower the age a little bit, though, because those kids were older who right. were on that show. Yeah, like, true. I can't see, like, a like a 13-year-old, 14-year-old doing that now. But yeah, I've got some 7-year-olds who would be, like, way into that. <laughs> Find the flag. Where is it? In the middle of all that whipped cream. Okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have two that would go in head first. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, we have reached the point of the show time. It is time capsule time. Uh, quick reminder, we are we are looking at years 1980 through 2010, picking a significant sporting event and talking about the pop culture of that year. So, Samantha, I, I, I know you've been all week thinking about your revenge against me because I, I pulled out 1980. So I'm a little skittish here uh, about the time capsule this week, but I, I think I'm ready to go. Well, the good news for you guys is this will be a much easier year <laughs> for you to work through. Um, but actually, the reason I picked this year um, was mostly basically to address an elephant in the room. So we noted that nobody had touched any of the 97s a week ago, or, 80, or any of the 7s, 87, 97, 2007, were also sitting there. But 97 is for a reason. So... <laughs> Um, <laughs> I think we all know why this one was sitting there, right? Because nobody wants to be the guy to bring up the thing. So I am here to tell you right off the bat, we will not be talking about the World Series here. That is not going to be discussed. We're not going to talk about who won. We're certainly not going to talk about who lost. And we're definitely not going to talk about what happened Ooh. and why I still have nightmares about it. So I figured I'd be the guy, since I'm the person who has like PTSD flashbacks from it, to go ahead and take on this year so that I could say, guess what, guys? We're not talking baseball this week. There will be no baseball in this, this year's time capsule. I'm sure you all know why. So I think that's that's fair. And if we ever expand to the past 2010, and then that means Irby and I, one of us will have to take 2011. Understand. Got it. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's it's good to take control of the narrative sometimes and just say, look, we're not doing this. Um, so, so, but uh, this is, um, you know, there's some other stuff going on. We can talk about some other sports here. Uh, one interesting thing of note in the Super Bowl, um, this is this very well-known quarterback who's, you know, maybe not looked so good um, from a personal standpoint <laughs> since he retired, but yeah. who was... Quite an outstanding, you know, he knows exactly who this is. Uh-huh. Um, quite an outstanding quarterback at this time. And this was his first and only Super Bowl win. So, from that, tell me who won. Tell me who lost. <laughs> that was, okay, that was Brett Favre's Packers over the Patriots, if I remember correctly. That's right. That's yep. right. The, the Drew Bledsoe Patriots. <laughs> you know, I was going to say the Bledsoe Patriots, but I had a, a moment of like, was that Bledsoe? Yeah, it was Bledsoe. But yeah, wasn't the neither of them like Favre didn't win the MVP? Wasn't it Desmond Howard? Desmond Howard, I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Kick noted return specialist return Desmond specialist Howard. The, yeah, something nowadays that would never happen. Put that prop bet out there. Yeah, ten thousand to one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! Amazing. So. So, yeah, so that was the Super Bowl that year. Does anybody have a guess for the NBA Finals? Uh, let's see. That would be the 96-97 season. It's still the Bulls. Uh, it's definitely the Bulls. Mm-hmm. Who the Bulls beat yeah. in 97? Is that the Jazz? No, that was 98. Yes. Was yeah, yeah. No, that's, no you, got, oh. you got it. And, Bo, for a bonus point, can you tell me what is significant about Game 5 of that series? Oh, is that the shot? No. No? No. Oh. Is it when he had the flu? Oh, it's yeah, the flu game. The flu game. The flu game. The flu Thank game. you. But yeah, I forgot about the flu game. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, the, yeah, no, the, no, the, yeah, no. The shot was game six because that was the game. That was the series clinching. No, shot. the shot was against the Cavs. <laughs> no, no, was that one, was the Eastern Conference Finals. No, there was one against the Jazz too. Yeah, but the shot, capital T, capital S. That's um, the shot. Lots of that shot, was over the Cavs. Yes, the that was over the Cavs. Yeah, ah, Cavs okay. in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, okay. How about March Madness? Mm. All right. Oddly, oddly, I do know this one very well. Oh, uh, this was Wildcats beat the Wildcats. Yeah, yeah. Arizona yeah. over Kentucky, and that was an very Arizona good. team with with Bibby, Miles. Uh, was it Miles Simon was on that team, and then that Kentucky team had some nasty three pointers. Jeff Shepard, Scott Paget. Very I good. Why, I don't know like, why you know that, but very good. That is all correct. Like, this is like the peak of my basketball youth. It's early. Okay. So that is like when I thought I could shoot a three. Can you give him a jar of dirt for that? Sure. Look what I got. Oh, what? I got a jar of dirt. I got a jar of dirt. And guess what's inside it? <laughs> White guys shooting threes. That's what yeah. that's it. <laughs> and Arizona's first title, by the way. Uh, first first appearance and first title. Uh, and then finally, uh, NCAA football won the Super Bowl that year. Oh, Lord. We are still pre-BCS here. <laughs> One more year to go. <laughs> Let's see. Um, One more. Oh. This wasn't the year that, that Michigan won and then they, like, they had that weird tie with Nebraska, is it? No. no, earlier nineties. Oh, is that was earlier nineties? Yeah. Okay. Right at the end. Nice. Is this uh, is it one of the Florida teams? Um, it's two of the Florida teams actually. Oh, this is uh, Florida beat Florida State. Correct. Fifty-two yeah. to twenty. Your MVP, yeah. Danny Werfel. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> no way to expand on that. <laughs> could that be could it be because so, he was a system quarterback? Yeah. yeah these perhaps the system quarterback. Um, before before it was Tim Couch. Um the uh <laughs> But those two hey, those two got that rematch in there because that was the year that's the first year of the Big Twelve. And Texas pulled off that huge upset over Nebraska. Just throwing that one out there as, as an addition. Oh, they when they knocked Nebraska out of the out of contention. Yeah, could, yeah. Is Nebraska was undefeated. Nebraska was the team to beat. And I, you know, what is it? You look past this. Like Texas was, they weren't bad. They were good. They got to the Big Twelve, but they were definitely they were a double digit underdog. And it was a beautiful play that wins it. It was it was fourth and one. Jumbo package, everyone's lined up. Here we go, the one yard, and James Brown fakes the handoff, and the blocking tight end's running down the field and just tosses it right over everyone's head. I am going to sleep right now. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yikes. But points for remembering exactly what happened in a game that was not the championship game that year. Uh, it definitely stuck with me somehow. Thank you for that. Clearly. Play play. You have a weirdly specific recall of this year's uh, college sporting events are being well, well done. Um, 14-year-old I, Herbie was paying attention back then. Yeah. Clearly. 
Wow. Um, so some other interesting <laughs> things of note that happened in 1997, before we get to our movies and our music, uh, Dennis Rodman kicked a cameraman. He had to pay uh, $200,000 for that. and got suspended for 11 games. <laughs> um, Bill Parcells. Uh, <laughs> left the New England Patriots after oh. the Super Bowl, became the Jets' general manager and what, head coach. One of the best press conferences ever. Wild. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was some interesting stuff. Um, Dolly the Sheep was cloned. Wow. Dang, that's early. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, wow. The Heaven's Gate cult all committed suicide because of the Hale Bop comic. <laughs> so, oh, God. Um, so, uh, if, The if, Crocodile Hunter and Buffy the Vampire Slayer premiered. Um, wow. MLB revenue sharing started this year. Huh. Uh, the first Harry Potter book was published. Mm. Uh, Mike Tyson fought Vander Holyfield, Ooh. and the fight was stopped. Mike Tyson bit Evander Holyfield. Bit here, here. The Diamondbacks and the Rays had their expansion draft. Uh, this is the year before they come into being. And bonus points for whoever can tell me who the first pick in the NBA draft was this year. 1997 in an NBA draft. Think about why I would care about who the number one pick in the NBA draft is here, and you'll have your answer. There's like one NBA player that I care about. <laughs> I'm trying and, to think. This, this is it. There's only one choice. Came out of Wake Forest. Tim Duncan. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Good job. Well done. Good year for the Spurs to be bad. Boy, you ain't kidding, man. <laughs> that was a heck of a time for them to be bad. And then they do it again this past off this past year. True. Oh, it worked first time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Although we didn't have the lottery back then. So I guess back then you really could truly tank the number one pick. Well, and they did. David Robinson broke his leg like the second game of the year, and then they just sold everything off. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. So now, you, yeah, you can't do it anymore because of the lottery. But, yeah, that was a full yeah. bank job. You're right. You're right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, why not? <laughs> it, was, it was the perfect. Worked out Look, well. We're gonna <laughs> you, you, I'm, I'm amazed they didn't go to games. Folks, we're going to suck, but you got to see this kid at Wake Forest that we're going to get. <laughs> yeah. Just hang Art, with us, okay? Art of the tank, right? Just trust me. Just trust me. You want this. <laughs> All right. Well, I assume you guys want to do movies first. You want to do movies first? You want to do music first? Yes. yes. Movies? Yes. Okay. All right. What you got for me? 1997. Well, it's... All right. I, I, I want to be wrong, but Titanic... Oh, yeah. Uh, that's number seven. Yeah, I mean, it, it probably would have been number one, except it came out on December 19th. So that is number seven. And ah. this is where I tell you about the opening audio that I was going to pick, which was Celine Dion, 
my heart will go on. And then I realized <laughs> that there's like a solid 45 seconds of nothing but like pan pipes at the beginning of that song <laughs> before there's any singing or even any discernible like idea that this is a Celine Dion song slash the Titanic song. So anyway, we went with the Spice Girls. But yes, you are correct. Titanic comes in at number See, seven. Just, just to be a just to be a smartass, I would have found the instrumental version of that song and just used that. <laughs> but then you wouldn't be giving me what I asked if I asked you for Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On. Mm-hmm. Technically speaking, it's the same song. I, 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 not if she's not singing. I inadvertently <laughs> did it with with the Taylor Swift song a few weeks ago. I mean, granted, that was that was an accident. Taylor <laughs> Swift. Taylor Swift. Oh, this is like one of those Taylor Ward, Tyler Ward, Taylor Wade, Ward, <laughs> nondescript Angels player situations. Um, but yes, Titanic. <laughs> I, probably so. the one movie I could have guaranteed you came out in 1997. Yeah. I only know that because I read a lot of stuff about the Titanic and it comes up a lot. So, uh, well, what else you got for me? When did... So, up against it was the second Jurassic Lost World. Very good. That is number two. When did when did Marvel start with Iron Man, Irby? Was that later than ninety seven? Way later. Oh yeah, later. Well, I, mean, I, later. I, I, I think that's two. That's two thousand seven. Never mind. I got the seven right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's two thousand seven. Okay, we, we'll, we'll get to that seven. What later. about what about DC uh, Comics? Is there anything DC in ninety seven? Uh, yes. No. There is. But, oh, there is. Is this your time capsule? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's DC in ninety seven. Um, well, then it's. That's got to be the Batman series. One of those when it was Kilmer and Clooney. No, this this one might be the one that had uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and it was Mr. Freeze. You're both right, actually. Yeah, I was naming the Batmans. You named the villains. Um, oh, right. So <laughs> that's, that's Batman, Batman and Robin. Forever. It's Batman, Batman and Robin. And Robin. It's Batman and Robin. Yeah. So uh, well, you're right. It's Batman and Robin. Yes, that's George Jeez. Clooney. Yeah. And also Ronald Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze. Yes. Uh, Good job. All right, number nine. Number nine. This is this is the height of uh, Will Smith. Is every every summer we got a Will Smith movie? Stick with that. Yep. Okay, we'll see. Um, Uh, Independence Day would have been the year before. That was ninety-six. Probably Men in Black. Oh, give yourself a jar of dirt. Woo! There you go. That is the number one boost. It's my first jar of dirt, like, ever, so I did a dance. (laughs) (laughs) Good for you. Congratulations. Excellent. Good work. Good work. Oh, God. Men in Black, yeah. I love Men in Black. Uh I I also like the sequels. Uh (laughs) They actually did really good with the sequels. Uh, I never actually watched the last one, the MIB International, because I just didn't want to ruin it. But, yeah, the sequels. Yeah, I haven't seen that, but I like the second and third ones, too. All right. 97. What else was Um, in 97? All right. This is, so Mission Impossible had already happened. No, wasn't that. Um, who is this? Is when Pierce Brosnan is doing Bond movies? Goldeneye. Uh, or nothing in the top ten for that. No, there, there is a James Bond movie in here, but it's number nineteen. 
it's tomorrow never dies at 19. Okay. Mm. Okay. All right. Oh, um, Air Force One, Harrison Ford. Yes, very good, very good. I love this movie. Um, that is number four. All right, so we got one in there. Okay. Anything like Matthew McConaughey, Sandra Bullock? No, no, no. Um, what, like cheesy. Well, yeah, that was the the a ton of rom coms with Julia Roberts. She was yes. in the movies in here. Stick, go with that. Go with that. There's Julia one rom com. So it's Runaway Bride or My Best Friend's Wedding. There you go. My Best Friend's My Wedding. Best friend's wedding. Number six. Nice. Okay, so I'm missing. You guys need three, five, eight, and ten. I'm looking for a comedy and adventure fantasy, an action movie. And a spoof, sort of. All right. A spoof of a children's movie. I've never seen this movie, but this is what I understand it to be. Okay. Um, what have I gone at 60 seconds? That was around there. Much later. Much later? Well, probably not much later, actually. I think that was 2000... What was the last one I did? Because that was in the honorable mentions of the last one I did. So that would be, what, 2000? Yeah, you're 2000. 2000. Number 19 in 2000. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Since you said, because you put Nick Cage out, I want to go Con Air. Ooh. Other one. Other one. Con Air's number 11. Um, so very good on that. But there's another Nick Cage movie, and it is in the top 10. Uh, oh. The other one. Oh, it's one with John Travolta. Um, face off. Face off. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Bo. Yeah. 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 Hey, we're a team here, man. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Teamwork makes a dream work. This is too late yeah. for this is too late for Jumanji, right? Jumanji was like ninety five, ninety six. Uh, it's not on here. Okay. But I don't. Yeah. yeah, I don't know when that was. Um, I think Jumanji was like ninety five. Um, let's see. Irby, you really need to get number five, like you personally. Oh, <laughs> now I need to know what number five is. This is like something that is very much in his specific area of interest that like you and I don't really care about. So Irby's going to need to handle this. <laughs> All right. Is the, is the spoof, is that Robin Hood men in tights? No, um, this is a far lesser thing. I had never even heard of this. I will be honest about that. It is spoofing. Um, you could say it's spoofing a children's movie. I think it's really more of a spoof of an old black and white TV show that was like from like way before oh. our Ooh. time, probably more like before our parents' time. Um, Brendan Fraser's in it. Does that help you? Oh, bedazzled. No, um, um, George of the Jungle. Wow, why do you know what that is? That is number 10. Oh, Very I forgot good. It. How do you know that? How did you know that? I forgot I, about I George didn't the even Jungle. know what it was. I forgot about oh, that. Oh, apparently everyone knows what this is. Okay, I had never heard of it. I this. completely forgot no. about that movie. <laughs> Go on, Arby. Even Tarzan, or Jungle Book, if you prefer. Yeah, Probably Tarzan, though. Um, <laughs> a combination of the two, yes. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, no, I I was nowhere near spoof. I'm thinking Tucker and I'll never, I'm like, where, like, Oh, you were right on, and then yeah, Brendan Fraser. I'm like, oh yeah, George. Oh, George of the Jungle. George of the Jungle. Wow. Yeah. 
Wow. I've not thought of that movie I in a while. Completely forgot about George of the Jungle. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, you got to get number oh, five. Good. Yeah. I, you have yeah. two more. Number three, you're missing three and five. Three is a comedy. Five is like fantasy adventure. I'm holding Irby. You're personally responsible for that. Well, either one of you can work on it. Lord of the Rings. Yes. Way before. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> adventure fantasy in '90s. This one's—it's still going. This franchise is still going. It's been going since before we were born, and it is still going today. And they haven't made anything good since like 1982. Um, Fast and the Furious. Five. No, our police academy. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like that long, man. <laughs> All right. Ah, Irby, I you love this. <laughs> I love this. The best ones came out in the eighties. Or the seventies, yeah. And this, uh... <laughs> Irby. <laughs> Well, it's, you're hitting at Star Wars, but it wasn't. Yes. Phantom Menace wasn't. What? Phantom Menace was four. Episode four. Yeah. Oh, that's Jar- right. They re-released them. Jar Jar. No, no, no. This is the Jar Jar Binks thing. No, that's episode one. Yeah, that's Phantom Menace. Oh, so what's four then? Four is the original A New Hope. In night, yeah, this is the 20th anniversary. They re-released. Oh my gosh, I forgot about this. It was like January, February, March, or February, yeah, January, March, April. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah. It was okay. Okay. So then, like a month later, <clears throat> Empire was yes. released. In yeah, that shows up later, like way down the countdown. Yeah. Wow, I had forgotten that they had done that. Yeah, that was. <laughs> Man, I remember having to beg for all kinds. Sorry, of I probably should have warned you it was a re-release, but I didn't know that because I didn't understand that episode four was actually the first one because that doesn't make any sense. In George Lucas's mind, it makes sense. I was about to no, say. it does not. <laughs> it, it does in the Star Wars universe. Uh, sure, sure. <laughs> Why not just call them a prequel? Oh, okay, man. Whatever. <laughs> <nerds>. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gotta get the comedy. It's the comedy. Yeah, me a comedy. This would have been. A, this is a very popular comedian at the time who I personally do not actually find funny, but he was quite popular at the time. Nice seven. Okay. Uh, um, Dumb and Dumber. No, that was right funny. guy, wrong movie. It's a liar, that, liar. Dumb and Dumber is the yeah. There you go. Very oh, good. Very liar, good. liar. Good number three. Good job. <laughs> yeah, no. I Dumb and Dumber is actually the only funny Jim Carrey movie, in my opinion. I have not seen Liar, Liar. It does not look like anything I need to see. But good job, you guys. You got all ten. Well done as well. <laughs> liar, Liar was straight out of Central Casting for late nineties comedy. Like straight okay, out good. Of then I casting. don't need don't need to see it. That was not my favorite phase for comedy. <laughs> like, not uh, not my favorite. Um, yeah. But good job, you guys. You got all ten plus number eleven. That was Con Air. Uh, some, you also got number nineteen. But guess what, you guys? Those are the only two honorable mentions that, that you guys mentioned this time. So you guys did a great job of staying in the top ten. Irby, 
You stayed out of that, like 11 to 20 things. Good for you. Good job. <laughs> Good job. Um, some other notable films that came out this year, Jerry Maguire at number 14. Mm-hmm. Wow. At number 17, Scream 2. At number 18, Scream 1, still making money from the year before. Uh, <laughs> wow. Number 19, we talked about That's Tomorrow Never Dies. That was the James Bond. Uh, number 20, I Know What You Did Last Summer. Oh. Number 30. Oh. A movie that haunts me to this day, The Devil's Advocate. Oh, I love that movie. So wow. creeped out by that movie. I, I love the film. closing. I love the closing credits um, <laughs> with Paint It Black, like the way that kicks into Paint It Black. It's so good, but I'm telling you, that movie like creeped me out so much. I'm, I'm haunted by it to this day. <laughs> uh, at number 35, Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery. Nice. That was down to 35. Wow. Yeah, what, I know. What, what was the I release know, date? That had to be like late in the year. It was no, it was kind of in the middle of the year, but I think I, I had the same reaction as you guys did, and then I remembered that that movie got so much more popular like later, like once it came out on video. Oh right, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because the Spy Who Shagged Me was a, a, like a couple years later, like, right? It had to get that right. cult following first. Okay, all right. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, number forty-two, The Game. Oh. Uh, number sixty-one, The Full Monty. <laughs> Number 69, Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion. Oh, no. Okay. Naturally. Number seven, I invented post-its. Number 78, Boogie Nights. Wow. Number 87, Air Bud. Oh, God. Oh, no. No. And coming in at 95, Home Alone 3, though that was a December release. (laughs) Oh. That's where it needs to be. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. You're talking about Um, franchises that should have stopped at two. That's one. And they've done five. Oh, so six. Yeah, see, I, I don't even acknowledge after two. You know, I just don't. Yeah, I agree. We just we're just stopping two. It's like it's like the Pirates of the Caribbean. There are only three of them. Yep. <laughs> they're, they're just are. There are only three. We're not talking about it. <laughs> this is the final decision. There are three of those, and there are two home alones. Um, good <laughs> job, you guys. Really good job on that. All right, let's let's take a crack at the music. What do you guys got for me? Oh God, Irby! The only thing I remember in '97 was walking into the into the locker room for football practice, and they had Mix 104.7 on out of Bryan College Station. There's a lot of Sarah McLaughlin, uh, like like maybe some Brandy. Um, what else? What How about "Wanna Be" by Spice Girls? Ooh, there you go, number ten, <laughs> number ten. I gave you that one. It was free. <laughs> I forgot about the opening audio. Thank you, Irby. <laughs> you got the rest of it, right? Um, okay. Unfortunately, the Will Smith movie didn't help us in this situation. It no. <laughs> no, no. Um, yeah, no, Will Smith. Sorry. Celine Dion. Uh, not till the next year. Yeah. They didn't release the yeah, soundtrack. That been, yep. Yeah, Dang that'll it. be in 98. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh. I mean, there is a Celine Dion song, but it's way down at number 50. It's, it's all coming back to me now. Oh, God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right, let's see. Um, Wait, is this... Okay, the year before was Space Jam. Was this some of the Space Jam songs were still... I don't know what's in Space Jam. I believe I can fly. I've never seen it. Ah, there you go. Yes, I believe I can fly. By R. Kelly, he's in jail. I'm glad you got that because I didn't want to have to be like this person's in jail. 
um, to give you a hint. That's number six. All right, great. So. Yeah. Sharing that credit with Irby, who triggered it with Space Jam. Um, yeah. All right, let's see. I just said Space Jam, but both said it. I didn't. <laughs> uh, 97, uh, it wasn't a good soundtrack year. Yeah, no. Although, um, I mean, Will Smith did cut Men in Black, but that was before his songs were, I don't know. Yeah, which is not on here. Yeah, that um, was that was before sorry. that was before his his rap soundtracks were you know big outside of Miami. That's really the only other one he had. All right. Um, the hmm. the Spice Girls. Did they have another one of theirs on there? Or was that? Uh, the yeah, but it's not in the top ten. Okay, it's, it's okay. made unless it's at number twenty eight. Say so you'll be there. Sure. See what am I? What am I? <laughs> I don't expect a girl span, huh? <laughs> See, one of my favorite- I, we did, my freshman year of college, we dressed up as the Spice Girls. Um, Which one did you dress up as? Sporty Spice. I had shiny silver track pants with stripes up the sides of them. Nice. I was not actually in college yet at this point, but later on. I think that... They were probably fairly passe by the time we did it, but we did run into another group of Spice Girls at the frat that night, and it was all right. Oh, God, I, oh. I, I can actually hear all yeah. these. I can hear all these songs in, in, in getting ready for football practice, but I can't think of their names. Uh, let's see, Michelle Branch. Too early. Too early. All right. Um, hmm. Probably too early for that song called "Bitch," right? Love that song. No, that actually was this year. Was it? Um, but it's not in the top ten. Ah, wow, I hate that song. It makes me cringe. I love I'm like that embarrassed song. for that. Really, I get secondhand embarrassment from that song. <laughs> um. Those are my favorite songs in high school. I think I have it on my. I actually have it on my workout playlist to this day. Do you really? <laughs> yes, I do. Wow. Yes, wow. I do. Wow. No kidding. There are some more cringy ones in here too, actually. Um, cringier than that. Um, All right. Um, okay. This is, is this- although I don't know that the cringy ones are really in the top ten. These are not that cringy. Well, there's one that's super cringy. Actually, no. There are two that are super cringy, and some of these are kind of good. Ooh. There's a couple of like pop rap songs that are quite good in here. Lauren's about a dead guy. <laughs> is that the rap song? <laughs> yes. One of the pop rap songs is about a dead guy. There are actually two songs in here. Number one and number three are both about a dead person, actually. But only one of them is a rap song. Number one is, is that, about a dead person? Is that yes. Can- number one and number three are both about a dead person. The Candle in the Wind? Yes, Bo. Bo, you got another dirt. Good job. <laughs> Give yourself a second one. Oh, it's going to be a vicious comeback. Bo, oh my gosh, he's coming from behind. He is the Patriots coming for the Falcons in the Super Bowl. It's twenty-eight to three, and he is coming back <laughs> with the double jar of dirt. 
<sighs> oh, wow. And that was powder me. He's coming. How we you. got that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still looking for another dead person. <laughs> All right. Um, it wasn't the same, right? <laughs> no, no. The, the wait a subject minute. is a different thing. Wait a minute. Wait a yes. minute. Wait a minute. This is, um, I think I know what this is. This is, um, kinda, I, I, can, I can hear it, but I can't think of the name. Start singing it. Maybe I'll. It samples the police. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's um. Oh, uh, I'll be missing you. There Puff it is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There, there you go. Yep. Yes, I'll yep. be missing. Yeah. Puff Daddy, Faith Evans, and One Twelve. That is number three. Used brilliantly in Rush Hour. By the yep. way, Rush Hour Two. I think it was Rush Hour Two. Uh. Okay. Um, number okay, two. Let's stay with that genre. Like, does Mr. Daddy have any more? You said there was. was he does. Yes, there is one. There's another one at number five that is Puff Daddy and Mace. Oh, damn it. I know that song. What the hell was that? Puff Daddy and Mace. I know this one. Irby's going to say it, and I'm going to be like, damn it, I knew it. Irby's not going to say it. Don't worry. <laughs> There's another one at number 20. <laughs> Same group, all the Bad Boy Records people. Um, <laughs> and then there's all? another Bad Boy Records person at number 25, who is the subject of the Dead Guy song. Oh, that's going to bug me. Oh, the, oh uh, Mo Money, Mo Problems? That's number 20, but yes, you are correct. Biggie is one of the artists on there, and he is the artist of number 25, which is Hypnotized. Um, but I'm yep. still looking for number five, which is Puff Daddy and Mace. Although I believe Mace was also on No Money, More Pro- No Problems. Mm. I got nothing. I don't want you to get down. You got you got two jars of dirt. <laughs> <laughs> now I can say it. So she just gave it to you. I know she did, and I still don't know it. <laughs> Come on, Bo. She gave it to you. Don't let her hold you down. <sighs> Do I have to say it? Yes. Yes. Can't nobody hold me down. There you go. That's number five. I was never going to get job. that. I was never going to get that. No. Being not great at the music, I'm telling you, over these months, I have, like, formed myself. Once we hit that phase of, like, we get the ones that we know, I am listening so intently to everything you two say. (laughs) (laughs) Tone and everything. I'm like, ah, I know what you did. I know what you did. (laughs) Dang it. Ah, but don't stop. Keep it up. I need it. (laughs) All right. All right. So I'm missing. I still need number two, number four. Number seven, eight, nine from you. Okay. Two, four, seven, eight, nine. What other genres? Uh, let's see. So I've got a country ballad. Um, I have a fringy bad, horrible pop, sort of hip hop, mostly pop song. Um, I have an R&B song. I actually have two. I have an R&B ballad, 
And I have another ballad that once made an appearance in an episode of The Office. All right, Irby, you take that. So the that artist one. was not performing it. All right. It was a wedding band <clears throat> that performed it. Is there any Tony Braxton? I have to ask. Like, yes, Oh, good job. I don't Grand know what it is. Performing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the one from The Office. And number four, which Tony Braxton song is it? Oh. It's about. Oh, God. She made up a word to get this title. This word does not exist in the English language. Irby <laughs> knows it. Go for it, buddy. Yes. <laughs> Unbreak my heart. Very good. Number four. <laughs> Wait, that's not a word? Yeah. I'm no. kidding. I'm Unbreak. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't there like a hyphen? Didn't she hyphen it too? Yeah. 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 Okay, well, Cheating. that's... that's not- yes. Also not correct. Wow. Yes. But somehow that's probably better than just yeah. like lowercase b there. Right, right. Yeah, no, you're acknowledging that you've invented something. Yes, but you're right, Bo. It's technically not correct. Um, hey, I did a lot of work on my hyphens, okay? A lot of work. <laughs> just, he always, always knows. Now. He always knows. Um, that was a flaw. Right. I fixed it. <laughs> But you see, it worked because now nobody's better at hyphens, right? Like, if I had a like something I needed proofread for hyphens, you're the first person I would send it to now. He's <laughs> in a hyphen. He made himself into an expert. Um, <laughs> That's exactly what I did. Uh, um, okay, so I'm still looking for that song that was in the office, Irby. Um, what is the country ballad? Looking- that's my question. Yeah, I'm looking for a country ballad. I don't know if you guys like this song, but we made fun of it a lot. It was sung by a person who was like a teenager. It's a, is that the country ballad you're talking about or the office song? Yes, that's that's the country ballad. Yeah. A teenager. The only teenager I can think of back then was Leanne Rhymes. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Okay. Oh. Um, how do I live? Yes. Ah, yeah. Oh, that's God. number nine. Such a depressing song. Yeah, yeah, it's it's bad. It's it's bad, bad, depressing too. Just not a good song. Um, there's a cringier one though. I got a worse song for you. I got a worse song. Is it in the top ten? Yes. Oh, it's God. number eight. There's lots of them not in the top ten. Yes, <laughs> that's <laughs> also true. Valid point. <laughs> valid, valid point. I've got, I got a real doozy for you, at number twelve. Too. But, but we're, <laughs> we're we're focusing on the top ten. That's why I asked, yeah. smartass. Damn. <laughs> I got the wait, twelve, like eight, twelve, and ninety-four. Actually, eight, twelve, sixty-two, and ninety-four are in like a four-way tie for like I cannot believe people like this song territory. Okay. All right, so let's see. Is it R and B? Is it pop? What is it? Uh, mostly pop. Although I, I think technically maybe you would call it R and B, but I primarily you would call this pop. The only like the it only was really oh. played. Oh, um, Mbop by Hanson. No, but very good. That is one of the songs I was thinking of. That was number twelve. So good job. That was one of my. Um, Quad of cringe. Quad of cringe. That's great. Quad of cringe. You need to trademark that statement. The quad of cr- yeah. Quad of cringe. Apple, apples and hammers. We're going to use I'm that writing one that again. down. Oh. <laughs> 
quad of cringe. Um, Get that into the promotional material for this podcast tomorrow. The quad of cringe. Okay. We'll see if you can get the other three. Although, really, I only need you to get one of them. And then I need you to get some other things. (laughs) See, one of of the really annoying pop songs, I think it was later than I said, that was C'est La Vie. That was awful. That's later. Although, didn't you and I both admit that we both had that? Remember when we did that episode, like, a really long time ago about what's the most embarrassing thing in your iPod? Yeah, um, yeah, we both had that iPod, yeah. and we both picked that song. We both had that that, that <laughs> Irish that Irish pop group. Um, yeah, I mean, the worst part is when it busts into the Irish music during the bridge, and yes. you can picture the person like doing a jig. It's so bad, it's so yep. bad. And you're like, I was like, I paid ninety nine cents for this yeah. at some point. Yeah, it's, 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 wow. one of like, it's like it's so bad you can't you can't not listen to it. Oh yeah, that's the thing. It's like, but it's just amazing to me because it's different now. Because now, like, you're playing a flat, a flat fee for streaming, right? So you could listen to whatever goofy thing you wanted, right? But no, like, you and I both made a commitment. We paid a dollar for that. <laughs> like, we went in there and pushed that button and said, "I'm gonna buy this song." And it starts off so ridiculous with it all. You know, that people say it look like me, Dad. Like, oh, okay. Yes, in the full. Oh God, it's so bad. It's so bad. It's probably worse than any of these, actually. Well. <laughs> Well, there's there's one there's one that could compete with that actually there's one that might be just as bad um, although people do like it people do like it but I only need one of them so let's return <laughs> to the top ten uh, <laughs> okay um, is it one of those I just gave you I gave you a hint by the way so. oh I missed that Irby did you kiss that hint yes I'm just I'm, I'm... oh yes. That is cringe. I don't want to say it. Do it. <laughs> say it. We're all friends here. Bo and I have both just admitted to purchasing Say La Vie by Bewitched. You can say oh. it. Bewitched. That was the name of the band. Yeah, okay. Yes. It was B asterisk witch. Right. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Fortunately, tonight on the podcast, Samantha's made its return of the Mac. Yes. Oh. oh. Mark Morrison. Correct. Oh, All right, that is part two of the cringe, God. the quad of cringe. It's return. I got to get one more so I don't end on that. Return of the Mac. God, God that, it, Chuck Morgan put that every time Mark Macklemore came to the plate. I remember that. Yep. Yep. No. Oh. Chuck did miss on a lot right, of things. Well, we missed on that one. <laughs> good news for you guys is the quad of cringe is now outside, fully outside of okay. the top ten. So I just need Ooh. you to get. Like a ballad that showed up on the off in an episode of The Office, and then an R and B song. I wouldn't actually call it a ballad, although it is somewhat slow moving by a, a girl group. I believe there were three of them. Girl group of three. Yeah. They were, I think they were on their way out at this point. Like, they were more popular, more like 1991, 92-ish. I see. Roxette was two, so it's not Roxette. No, they're not R&B. Also true. They're suppressed pop. Um, God, it was R&B in the early 90s. Yeah, that's more when they would have been popular. Although this song clearly did well, but I, I definitely think of them as a band that was more from like 91, 92, 93 ish. Same group that did Free Your Mind. 
Is that in Vogue? Yeah. What's up? Oh. Oh. God, what did they have? What did they have in the late 90s? Um... Yeah, I was surprised, but I do remember the song getting a lot of airplay. It's just that I would have guessed it was earlier because I didn't even remember they were still around at this point. So, huh? Sorry, you're on your own. I, I don't know this. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, come on, guys, go, go, go! You can get this. <laughs> That's a hint. All right. sure is. Let's see. Or don't. You could go. Or don't go. Oh, I don't know their songs, but use the words go and the words don't. <sighs> yeah, no, I got that. I don't know their songs well enough to... There's only one more word in the title, you guys. Come on. Go, <laughs> oh, don't go. Don't. 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 Okay, go. don't. That's, that's a, don't, don't blank go. Can we do this? Don't you go. <laughs> don't let go. Oh, don't let go. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number two. This was in an episode of The Office. It was performed by a wedding band. They were bribed to play it. Yes, it was Grand City was the band that played it. They were bribed to do so. The original artist was famous for coming from a trailer park in Alaska. Jewel. Very good. Okay, I legit did not know that Jewel came from a trailer park in Alaska. Um, Yes. Okay, nice seven. That's foolish games. No, no, it's not foolish oh. games. Um, uh, oh, the oh, I guess um, that's too, but, uh, oh, I know what's the, the, I know the song. I know it I too. It. What's the What's the name of it? Um, it's, it's oh. <laughs> uh, uh, you were meant. You were. You, you were, were meant, meant for me. me. Zip, zip, yes. Zip, yes. Zip. Good job. All right. That's yeah. number two. Good job. You have completed it. All right. Honorable mentions. You got a lot of these. Uh, but number eleven. Quit playing games with my heart. Backstreet Boys. Wow. <laughs> Twelve. Five cringe. That was Mbop. At number twenty, we said no more money, more problems. Number twenty-three was no diggity. Blackstreet. Mm-hmm. Number 25, Hypnotize. 28, Say You'll Be There by the Spice Girls. Number 32, Honey by Mariah Carey. Uh, we mentioned the Celine Dion song. It's all coming back to me now at 50. Here comes number three of the Quad of Cringe at 62, A Pony by Genuine. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> God. No. Shit, you. At number 66, this song is a little bit cringy, but it's not part of the Quad of Cringe because I actually do like this song. My dad thought it was hilarious. For some reason. Ah, See You When You Get There by Coolio. (laughs) (laughs) Coolio had another song? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) He has like three, I think. Total, maybe. Um, (laughs) At number 77, quite possibly the worst Bruce Springsteen song ever written from the Jerry Maguire soundtrack, Secret Garden. And finally, at number four, 
the final member of the Quad of Cringe, Barbie Girl by Aqua. <laughs> yeah, if you had asked me to pull that song for you, I would have, I would have said I couldn't find it. Yep, couldn't find it. <laughs> Sorry. I thought about it. That is one of the ones I considered. <laughs> like, like, I, 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 I decided it was too on the nose because of the Barbie movie and that it would just confuse people. Also, I thought that I, did, I wasn't sure I wanted to hear that. Felt like everyone could handle the Spice Girls. <laughs> Probably not so much Aqua. Uh, but <laughs> good job, you guys. You did good. You did good. I only had to tell you one of the songs. <laughs> good job. <laughs> well done, Bo. Two jars of dirt. Yeah. Very good for you. You guys got half of the quad of cringe, even though some of it was outside of the top ten. So good work there as well. I will try very hard to work quad of cringe into future years that I choose if I can find four songs that meet that definition. So I'll keep that out there. But good job, guys. Good job. <laughs> oh boy. All right. Well. That was fun. Nice nice time capsule there, Smith. And that was a nice look back at my I think sophomore year of high school. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. No. Worst year of my entire life. So I decided to just own it. You know, um, yeah. Absolutely the worst year of my life. Um, thank you, Jose Mesa, for that. Uh, yeah. That Here, just end it with think of Say think something of, else. Take, Someone say something else so that the time does not end with Jose Mesa. Tasty uh, freckled faced Matthew out there shooting three pointers thinking he was a basketball player for Kentucky. Is that why you knew every detail of that game? Oh, yes. Because that was really... I mean, wow, dude. Wow. Um, <laughs> he's like, here's the game. Here's what happened. Here's everyone who played it. And I was like, hey, well, why do you know this? These aren't your teams. Um, <laughs> no, that was strange. They were they were not my team. But I don't... I see, why that is. one stuck... It was a good, it was an overtime game too. Like that was it was one of those. It was a great game, and that I don't know that one stuck. But yeah, I I went out for hours upon hours thinking I was a three point shooter who was going to end up at Kentucky. You know, all five foot ten of me. Yeah. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, right around the same time, all five foot four of me was also out shooting like fake threes from like beyond the edge of my driveway, which is apparently where, like, in the neighbor's flower bed, I think that's where I judged the three-point line to be. Um, yeah, right there with you. Mm. See, not, not what, was your, what, what was your three-point thing? Did you celebrate when you made it? I did the, just kind of stuck my hand up, just left it up. Um, I think I took a bow, actually. There you go. To my dog. <laughs> we were the only ones out there, right? It was just me and the dog, and the dog was... Only well, it was a, she was an Australian Shepherd, so she would try to herd the basketball. She would stand under the hoop, let the ball hit her. On the, so we, we, she was a great rebounder, and then herded out into the yard. So you know, you got a lot of extra exercise while you were shooting. Your there face. you go. Thank you, Iris, uh, <laughs> champion basketball herder. And she would just stand under there and let, wait and let that ball hit her right on the head. And she didn't even care. I'm playing. I'm part of the team. Sure. Champion rebounder uh, with her head. <laughs> the Dennis Rodman of the backyard. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's a total Dennis Rodman. Uh, in more ways than one. Uh. <laughs> See, I, th I think... I think 97 was the year that I tried to convince my parents to put up a fence that was the exact uh, dimensions of the ballpark in Arlington so I could practice my home runs. 
That didn't go well. That, that was not a good conversation. But I tried. Clearly, you grew up somewhere with a lot more land than we did. Oh, we had the room. Yeah, we had the room. We had we had the acreage. We had the room. I could have done it. But you know, I I I, I had to basically just say, okay, fine, I'm gonna be a kicker. So I I, I built some really rickety uprights and practiced my kicking. It didn't go well. Go. That didn't go well either. <laughs> <laughs> I had the leg, but I was hitting cows instead of the upright. So, you know. Well, <laughs> we were fresh out of cows in my <laughs> suburban neighborhood. Uh, didn't have a basketball hoop. No cows. We, did it. we had a herding dog, but no cows. See, you know what? If your cows and my dog had gotten together, I could have played basketball in peace. She could have heard the cows instead. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, what a shame. You you Too bad you didn't live next door to me. It would solve the whole problem. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Although my basketball court was on a gravel driveway. Try dribbling on that. that oh, was... no. Nope. <laughs> my, nope. Yeah. But, and, and before that, when I was still playing baseball, my dad hit grounders to me on the gravel. I was the best at picking hops. Nobody could beat uh, me at picking hops. Yeah. That's <laughs> I think that's a favorite dad move to like, because I, I even remember this is not quite as dramatic as that, but I definitely remember the like, why are we playing in the front yard where the lawn is uneven and there's tree roots and rocks? Because it'll make you a better fielder. Thanks, man. <laughs> you know how many of those I took off my face? Yeah. It did make me a better fielder, though. That is true. Yeah. Did get better at it. You got really, you got really good at, at eyeing the hop before it happened. <laughs> like, like, highly motivated after getting clipped on the chin by a baseball like multiple times. It does teach you <laughs> to be better. <laughs> yeah. All my all my friends were reading the seams, you know, while they were hitting. I was reading the seams as a fielder because I learned yeah. how to do it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, all right. Well, wherever you listen to us at, hit that like button, share the show, subscribe, help us out with that algorithm. Let's get let's get some more lollygaggers in here. But for now, we're done. We're out of here. Until aquatic next cringe. <laughs> until next week. God, aquatic. Until next week. Wait until the Super Bowl to watch the Super Bowl ads. Don't fall into that trap. You'll be happier, trust me. <laughs>